I would like to welcome to the podcast today, I have the uh, frontman from Siamese. This is Mirza. I think I pronounced that right. Uh, welcome to the show, sir. Good job. Thanks, man. Thanks for having me. Excellent. I'm glad I got that right. Just. <laughs> um, yeah, no, it's fantastic to have you on. Um, I'm, 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 I've only recently discovered you guys, which is, which has been an absolute pleasure to be perfectly honest with you. Um, cause I, I got sent your single, um, through, through actually two people in the end, sent it to me, um, mm-hmm. which we'll talk about in a moment. Enough ain't enough. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know how you guys have escaped my kind of like radar, if you will, because I, I have a radio show separate from this that, that specializes in kind of, um, like heavy rock music metal, but with bands that incorporate, um, electronic dance music and, and kind of like, you know, more sort of like the pop tendencies on that side as well. Um, and going back and listening to your, um, like previous albums and everything, uh, was it superhuman, um, I listened to re- like uh, most recently to be fair. And, uh, yeah, I-, I would have been playing the absolute crap out of this on my show. <laughs> it's, uh, it's, it's, it's one of the things when you're from Denmark and you're such a small country and mm. like people only know Volbeat most of the time, maybe they know yeah. Lucas Graham, but that's about it. Uh, so it's a tough game, um, to 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 break the waves and break the si- sounds and and I'm just glad we're getting there somehow now and I'm happy that you found us as well. Yeah, and it's it's absolutely brilliant. I mean, um, yeah, I, I actually played your single uh, on my show this evening. Um, that's just gone out. I pre-record my radio show before it goes out, but it goes out on uh, Sunday evenings on Total awesome. Rock. And um, yeah, I actually put um, enough ain't enough in there as well. So. Um, yeah, so I'm gonna I'm gonna play it again next week. Don't worry. Uh, <laughs> Thank you. Um, but yeah, let's 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 have a chat about that. Um, actually, uh, yeah, no, let's talk, let's talk about the music first. Then we'll go back to what else I want to talk about. But um, yeah, you just released this single. Um, we've already said it a few times. Enough ain't enough. And you've got uh, Rory Rodriguez on there as well as guest vocal. Yeah. Um, so tell us about that song. I mean, there were there were two other songs you released as well. Um can't force the love and home um which we'll talk about as well but um yeah if we just go for that single first what was the because it's um from what i gather it's very kind of like i mean from what i got from it it's very positive coming out of this sort of like covid time if you will um but yeah what's the sort of story behind it yeah so exactly like you said uh the, the whole song was i just got the vibe that we needed to put something positive down in a really, really negative situation. Mm. Uh, COVID kind of forced us to write new songs, even though we were supposed to tour a lot. We were supposed to go to Australia and Japan and, and the US and uh, and play in 2020. All that, of course, got canceled. And we just sat down and most of our song are kind of gloomy, emo-ish. And it's always about heartaches, uh-huh. <laughs> something like that. <laughs> so we just sat down and tried to do something something different and this is what came out of it and i think i think this is this is a song for what things are to come uh, the the joy and the good times that we all have ahead really really soon hopefully um rather sooner than later um and that was that was the whole idea and and then i just i'm a big fan of Dayseeker, and i just wrote rory on on instagram i've been writing with him mm. a couple of times before so we know each other and um he he just liked the song and he just did it in a week. The, oh, the nice. whole part, his part, it was it was really really phenomenal. And um, 
yeah, and this is the result. I'm really, really happy about. He he's on the track, and everything turned out perfect. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a great it's a great track. Um, I that's I I I instantly fell in love with it, which was great. Um, and it, it's it's yeah, it's it's got that positive vibe, which is something I've been kind of looking for because there's been a lot of like, like you say, there's a lot of doom and gloom coming out of this. Like, there's a lot of bands that have written songs that are not not defeatist, but they just they put you on that kind of like that edge of like, oh yeah, that's what it was like. That's what it was. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. But this one had a really good like vibe to it, and and um, I'm like I'm going to be playing at my club nights and all that kind of stuff as well. Like I do, I, I've, I had to adapt as a DJ to to playing online, so doing like um, live streams and things. So oh. I'm going to be playing on that as well, uh, and get get some exposure on that, and get some uh, get some new fans for you over here because it's a uh, it's a great track. I mean, it's from some of the ones that I play, it will fit perfectly in there as well. So. Really, really nice of you. Thank you cool. so much. Um, so uh, the other the other tracks on the um, that you have released as well, the, the the can't force the love and home. I really enjoyed home. It showed a real mm-hmm. kind of like aggressive edge to you guys as well. Yeah. Um, and was that was that the Drew York influence, or was that something that you guys kind of really wanted to put in there? I think we wanted to do heavier stuff on this new album, which we are writing currently, and and hopefully we will have ready uh, later this year. But we cool. just wanted to do something heavy, and we listened a lot to Refused, yeah. and we listened a lot to, um, to just that the that whole Let Live uh, era thing, yeah. and we really loved that, both me and Andres. So we wanted to do something like that, and like when doing the songs, and I did my first verse, I just realized it would be really, really nice to, to have someone on here, and I'm a big fan of Straight From The Path. Mm-hmm. Actually, uh, my my initial idea was to have Jason Butler in it as well, the okay. guy from Let Live now playing it. Uh, what's his band called? Uh, uh, three oh. Night Night Fever, right? No, I th- can't remember the name. I'm trying to remember. Anyway, I can't. I yeah, can't remember. It's gone from me. <laughs> remember right now. Anyway, excellent band. Yeah. So my my initial idea was to get both Jason Butler and Drew York on it, but uh, Jason never returned my calls wow. so, <laughs> but uh, and it also turned out that drew much rather do it alone which was great and he took part of it and he just delivered uh he wrote all the lyrics he did all the like he did everything on his own and it was just spectacular working with the guy also because he basically he was in france on the lockdown yeah. and he hired a guy to film him so he could be part of the music video and yeah he was he was just something else i've worked with a lot of people and i just have to just hands down give it down to drew just being the nicest dude it was it's really really awesome that's amazing that's awesome. yeah 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 i mean not a lot of features want to do like be in the video and do the video part themselves it was yeah it was something else it was really really cool no that's really cool that's awesome yeah. um so what i want to do now if it's all right if we could just take it back a little bit i want to sort of find out you guys your guys's um origin story if you will yeah. um because, like I say, I've I've literally just stumbled on you. I know you got, I know looking at your sort of discography, you've been around for a little while, but I'd just like to get sort of get a feeling of where you guys came from and what sort mm-hmm. of like brought you to this point. Yeah, sure. So I'm I'm a refugee from 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 Serbia, and and my father used to sing, and I used to watch my father sing, and just from there on, it's just naturally uh, driven me to to be a singer. And I met Andreas, who was the other songwriter of the band in 2010. And we've been going at it, doing Siamese, but also doing other stuff on the side. So like Andreas, he's actually a 
multi-platinum award-winning producer. <laughs> uh, he's he's written songs for Becky Hill, Sigala. Uh, he's done sessions with Good Boys, like all those big guys over in the UK. Yeah, and I'm I'm running like a more metal kind of thing where I've been co-writing, ghostwriting for other metal bands, and so we 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 had this business each of us and then we also had Siamese and we just kept going and it was that's why Siamese has existed for so long because we, we that was our kind of getaway uh, from everything else it's just him and me doing our our thing um, and we yeah we've been we've been releasing albums since 2011 but it just recently uh, 2017 was kind of a break moment for us we got signed to an american label called artery recordings which is no more because warner bought it mm -hmm. but we, we got signed there and then just with streaming stuff started picking up and all of a sudden we were on the road like in 2015 we were just about to quit actually <laughs> and uh, yeah because nothing happened yeah. we released three albums and, and nothing happened nobody was pay paying attention nobody cared and i don't think we were that good to be fair um but something happened in in those years and yeah all of a sudden we were touring and we were in japan we were in europe it was, it was just it's just amazing if you just keep going what can happen yeah yeah no, it's very true you just got to keep at it and sometimes it always comes to that moment where you kind of doubt or where you feel yeah. feel it's like now it's time to sort of let it go and then somehow it just brings you back in <laughs> something happens I mean somewhere I mean, I wouldn't wish on any band in the world to receive as many rejections as we did. I mean, we were rejected all the time. We didn't get any love from anywhere, from the radio, from the magazines. Everything we did was on our own hand until like 2017 when things yeah. started to pick up. But like, that's just that's just the game and you just, yeah. you just have to play it long enough, I guess. Yeah, no, you definitely do. I mean, I've been part of that game. Well, I was part of that game many years ago and it, it is, mm -hmm. it is. You, you just have to keep playing it's a it's an odd form of gambling um yeah. <laughs> it can be very addictive but yeah, uh, you know sometimes you just got to walk away as they say um yeah that, that depends i mean if, if you just reach the point where it just doesn't make sense to you in your heart then yeah yeah you better give up yeah exactly exactly um but, I, one thing I, I that yeah <laughs> One thing you touched on in there that um, I'd like to sort of explore a little bit, if you don't mind, is is the ghostwriting aspect. I'm not going to ask you yeah. you've written for, because obviously, you know, that's sort of like, sometimes that's confidential. But yeah. how did you find that side of work? Because I've known um, a few sort of like, I've got a few friends who are um, pop artists, hmm. essentially, and they, they have employed ghostwriters to write some songs um but i've also noticed like sometimes those ghostwriters <laughs> emerge from the shadows and have their own careers like a wet like as a sort of like focal point um mm. how how do you sort of like balance that what's your sort of like you know what's the process like that goes into that so in denmark uh, in metal there were there wasn't there was not one ghostwriter there was not no, nobody was doing this and i have a background as a top liner for pop projects as well here in denmark yeah and i just i just had the i guess i had the the what's it called i want to say balls but that's not that's not the right word <laughs> i just i just had the guts to step up to a band and tell them i really think you're great but i think you would be better if I kind of helped you write some of the songs okay. uh, and that takes, you know, that takes a little bit of guts because in metal, that is, that is not something that's really, you know, that's not something you do normally. Yeah. And, and I started with this back in 2014 or 15 and have been going at it for seven years now. And 
I'm I'm really really proud to say that I've I've, I've I think we've released I think I released about three four hundred songs oh, wow. that I've been co-writing. So so it's been really really good and um, yeah. So that's the process and the process is just me. They they give me a song and they say this is how we did it and this is how we want it to be. And then I just come with my inputs. It could be like rearranging stuff or it could just be telling them, okay, the chorus is not there. Can we rewrite the chorus, the top line, like the melody lines? Yeah. And I go in and, and, and help them with that. Um, I'm not kind of, you know, I'm not writing anything for them. I'm just telling them almost like an A&R at, the, at a label sometimes. Yeah. Just telling them, okay, if you want to make it work for this and this audience or you want to work it for the radio or you want to work it for the streaming services – you have to think about this, that, and this. Um, so it's a really, really, really unsexy uh, <laughs> process, to tell you the least. But it's it's really, really effective. And it yeah. turns out that it works, yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I found myself doing that as well at one point. Like, not, 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 I didn't go into business doing it. But, like, after my sort of main band finished, I was a sort mm-hmm. of hired gun, if you will, for a few other bands. Um, and I'd, I'd be in there, like their studio kind of like obviously playing along to the songs they've already got. Um, but they were like in the process of writing and things as well. And I was always like that source of input, like, you know, like you, you were doing like rearrange or, or, you know, strip this back, or maybe this sort of like line would work here better than it would work there. And yeah, no, it's, it's just, it's always a process that I've kind of like, I don't know. I didn't know there was any kind of, um, I mean, I couldn't do it now. I don't think cause I've been out the game too long, but it mm. it's like in metal i you know i knew like the sort of big bands sometimes brought people in um mm. because they've been going for donkey's years and 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 you know sometimes that inspiration dries dries up a little bit and they need to get someone in to help them spice up or even write co-write a song with them um more than you would think yeah more I mean, than you would think. not just not just big bands <laughs> oh okay <laughs> it's, yeah, it's good to yeah, know <laughs> There is a lot going on that people don't know. Yeah, and I, I just like I, I, I like I say in in because I I do I sit there and I'll I'll or don't say I stand there and I'll watch a band or I would like listen to like music I've been sent and I'm like if they move that there and there or mm-hmm. or did this there and and I do I start critiquing it or or like just adjusting it in my head and it's mm-hmm. just one of the, I guess it's just one of those things because like being like a musician but being a DJ as well I think it kind of. You know, because I do, I make my own edits sometimes and stuff like that, just for mixing purposes and stuff. And I think it's just part of that. But yeah, I don't think I could do it. Like, I don't think I've got the the sort of goal to go up to a band and go, "Hey, <laughs> you're you great." Wanna, the but fun, <laughs> the funny thing is, the funny thing is, it's just all about the ears. I, I myself, this is the the truth, and I'm I'm not too proud of it. But I can't <laughs> even play a note on a guitar or a piano. I don't play drums. I have nothing else than the ear. And yeah. that is like 90% of the time that is enough just to, to trust your ear and trust that this this should go, like you said, this line should go here or something like just rearrange it a little bit. Yeah. And um, so, yeah, it, it, it's all about your brain yeah. basically. And, and if, if, it, if it has that, like if it really understands what works right now or what, what could work in, in a year or whatever. Yeah. So, so yeah, definitely. Yeah. No, it's, a, it's a cool thing. It is. That is really cool. I'm going to start looking into that a bit more. I think just to, <laughs> <laughs> just to sort of see what's going on on that front. Um, but there, there's one thing. Obviously, you've got guys who've got um, a tour coming up as well, which is exciting. Yeah. Um, which I'm, you know, hopefully 
with everything going in, everything will happen. Uh, there's one particular date that I'm very, very excited about on that tour, on both the tours you've got actually coming up. Um, and that is the Radar Festival. Oh, yeah. Um, you coming? Uh, yeah, I live, I live uh, literally, well, I'm very close to Guildford. And the, the, the last one they had before lockdown, I DJed the after parties um, on oh, both nights. And because um, I DJ a club at the same place the venue is. Yeah. Um, so I will be there. Um, but no, I was, just, I was just very like very because I saw that on your on your on your list of gigs, and there's some other cool venues on there as well, uh, which we'll go through in a moment. We'll sort of name check a couple of them. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, that radar festival. How did how did you guys land on that? So actually, I I, I met Joe James, uh, which cool. is a good mate of mine now. Excellent. But I met him two, two or three years ago, yeah. and Joe James is the head booker, as yeah, I understand. He is radar. Yeah. Uh, he saw us at Euroblast Festival in Germany. We oh, played wow. the main stage and, and just came down to me immediately after the show and said, yeah, you, you have to play here. We were supposed to play yeah, in 2020. Yes. Uh, and then he pushed it to 21. We'll see what happens. I mean, you guys are far ahead in the vaccinations uh, than any other countries. But Denmark is also following quite okay. So maybe in August uh, it is possible, but... I don't know. Either, either way, I think if it moves again, Radar, uh, we will be on the bill. So at one point, we will play Radar, and I'm really looking forward to that. And I, I'm i so happy that uh, Joe James invited us to that. He's yeah, a great no, guy. It's, it's really cool. Joe's a great guy. Um, I've, I've known him for a little bit now, and, and uh, he, he was like in, in that sort of like area, the, the Guildford town. He was, he was a booker for a lot of like progressive metal shows and things like that. And, um, kind of went from there and I've known him from there. And then when they did radar festival the first time, it actually coincided with one of our club nights. So that's why I got the sort of, um, the after show part of it. Cool. And, uh, yeah, no, it's just good fun. Um, it was some great bands. I mean, they're like animals as leaders and, and, um, oh crap. I, I, my name, my head's gone blank now of all the other bands that are on the last one, but um, it's, a massive, it's a massive lineup. I really like the bands you picked this year. Yeah, this year you've got like Sleep Token, you've got um, Dirty Loops, um, Hacktivist. There's a yeah. whole bunch of bands I'm I'm really psyched for, and and now discovering you guys as well. I'm like, hell, let's go! I want to see you guys as well. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be a lot of fun. I mean, Sleep Token is one of my favorite bands yeah. in the world, so really looking forward to that as well they're really good they're really good but you got some other like you got a whole uk tour after that as well um which you'll be going through uh you got bristol newcastle manchester york birmingham uh you're playing 229 in london um which is really cool yeah. uh you're playing in kent as well at leo's and then you are on tour with slaves um a few months yeah. after that uh yeah which, exactly. which is uh they're, they're a good band mm-hmm. um and you're playing some nicer venues on there as well you've got uh the underworld in london which is a great mm. venue i've played there many times um in my old guys and and i love that venue um and then you've got oh you've got the joiners as well in southampton that was one of my it's a tiny venue but it was one of my favorite venues oh really i look forward to it i've never been uh, actually it's my debut at the underworld i heard a lot about uh, a lot about it nice uh, but never played there before, so I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. I really, really hope that that, that it can happen. Um, yeah, I think there's a more there's a bigger chance of the October dates happening. But either way, man, it's just we are so hungry and we are so desperate. We had a we had an Easter lunch. We I don't know if you guys do that in in the UK, but we had a band Easter lunch yesterday mm. and just talking about 
being on the road again. We just we actually talked about renting a car, a big car, and just driving around to get that tour feeling. <laughs> <laughs> just sleeping it a couple of nights and then you <laughs> driving around like it's on tour. It's just yeah, it's just that that's some of the romanticism in it, and I yeah. I, yeah, we miss it a lot. Yeah, no, I've 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 had the sort of fortunate. Um, uh, it's not really a job. This is a, this is a passion of mine. But like of talking to a lot of musicians like yourself over this time, and mm. and it's been it's been up and down. I tell you, it's it's there are some countries that are kind of still open. So any of my American kind of like side of things, a lot of that place is still open. So a lot of people are still kind of playing gigs. Um, mm. But I had a guy from I think New Zealand on the show, and they were. I've had two actually, Australia, sorry, two different countries, but Australia and New Zealand. Um, and they're like open for shows and stuff and, and they're doing, you know, they're having club nights and all that kind of stuff. And it's quite, it's, it's a, it's a real positive vibe because people were so, instead of taking it for granted, like obviously many people did before, cause we had the freedom to just go out if we wanted to. Um, there was this real kind of like just a different level of joy about getting mm. out and that's what i'm looking forward to that's what i'm trying to i'm trying to say positive that these like these gigs will happen for you guys um and the other bands that have like gigs around that time as well because i want you know i want to get to that joy <laughs> um, after being yeah. like locked out of it for over a year now um because you know the covid situation and and that stopped me oh. djing like march last year was my last dj gig like like out and about and at that gig, I was laughing about what virus, you know, ha ha ha. And, you know, I posted that on social media and that aged really badly. Um, yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah. you know, it, it's, 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 it's wanting to get to that point. I mean, I've, I've had my first vaccination myself. Oh, so okay, um, I'm, I'm halfway there on that front. I get the next one probably in the next couple of months. Um, mm -hmm. You know, and 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 that's kind of given me that new kind of level of 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 um, optimism about like things actually happening because like I'm I'm 41, so I'm not in that age bracket that um that we're kind of ahead in our area I think of of the sort of national kind of like bracket, um and yeah it's just uh you know just trying to get trying to make you know wanting to these shows to happen you know I want to go to Radar Fest you know yeah. I want to go to these other gigs that have been put off and I've got tickets for from 2020. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it's going to be something else. It's going to be very, very, very weird kind of happy yeah. feeling when, when the whole, I'm just, man, I mean like just the restaurants when they open, Yeah. Uh, me and my girlfriend, we've been talking a lot about just, you know, getting out to eat, not sitting on the sofa and, you know, staring at stupid there is nothing more to watch on netflix honestly no, there's no, nothing i think we've more completed netflix haven't we right i think so too <laughs> so too so yeah i'm looking forward to that awesome awesome well um i've got a couple of questions left for you if that's right and i can let you get on with the rest of your evening um so what these these are more about yourself so um what i want to find out from you is your um your three top albums mm -hmm. that um basically the most like i say well, not three top albums but three most pivotal albums so the one like the album you heard that made you want to be a musician mm -hmm. so you heard like you know that's just one example um or you know uh, the one that made you 
you know, or one that opened your ears to that style of music or anything like that? What what would those albums be if you could pick three of them? So I would start with either it's a tough one between Morning View by Incubus and the Hybrid Theory with Linkin Park. That was the, the start. I think I was at some camp in seventh grade or was it sixth grade, and I heard um, uh, Hybrid Theory. I think it was the first single. Um, let me just—I can't remember the name. It's the—it's yeah. the—it's the one where he, where he hangs upside down. Um, um, one step closer. in the video. One step closer, exactly. Yeah. Uh, that was my first metal song. That was my first introduction, and I just loved it. And I think I've listened to that album a lot. Wow. Um, the thing that shaped me after, I think, when I discovered Emma Rosa during their relativity, relativity time, like when Johnny Craig was singing. Yeah. So the MySpace era, uh, I discovered band like uh, Dance, Gammy Dance, Emma Rosa, uh, Bless the Fall, uh, those type of bands yeah. shaped me. I, I mean, I was on the Fallout Boy uh, wagon and also the, the My Chemical Romance thing, but not so much. I went, that was when I started going underground and, and, and you know, getting bands like Closure in Moscow and Emma Rosa and yeah. Dance, Gammy Dance. They were really pivotal to me. So, uh, but uh, Emma Rosa and the way john uh, johnny craig sings i was trying to imitate that for maybe six or seven years something like that <laughs> <laughs> trying to sing to sound just like him that was yeah. uh, it was it was just amazing and yeah so that meant a lot to me and the, uh, the album that i always go back to is is definitely uh dance gavin dance um that is my favorite band today nice uh just the way they do stuff it's it's just amazing and um i have to see say artificial selection might be my favorite album cool um so those those three albums i would take with me on an island that's cool stuff like that. yeah, yeah. No, i mean i mean hybrid theory that was that's been massive for a lot of people um that yeah. was a, that was a pivotal that was a gateway for a lot of people into sort of like the heavier side of it but being able to meld that kind of like heavy and um sort of mainstream pop side of things and make it viable or you know palatable mm-hmm. for a lot of people and then people kind of like yourself you said you went more underground with a lot of bands and stuff and mm-hmm. and found you know like amorosa and stuff like you mentioned um yeah yeah definitely that, that's that, that's like the biggest uh, what's it called gateway bands yes yeah. yeah since i don't know when yeah it's and... it's it's one of those things it's like it's one of those bands because i was you know perfect clarity here when i was that age and hybrid theory came out I was too cool for school. <laughs> I was like, nah, this is like sellout shit. This is like overproduced. And, but then mm. over time I have like, it, 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 it got to me with its kind of like catchiness. Like it didn't take long to be honest. Um, mm. but like when I DJ, a lot of people ask for Lincoln park. So whether it's that or if it's something off Meteora or, you know, um, any of their other albums that they have released, uh, since but um yeah i mean back then i was kind of like that and like papa roach and stuff had just come out and i was like 20 21 and mm-hmm. you know that kind of too like it, that wasn't my kind of i was at the end of my era if you will so the new metal era that i knew was deftones um oh, like corn yeah. uh and um incubus you know, yeah. and it was sort of like that. And then obviously that became like Limp Biscuit. That's the other one. And then that became like Limp Biscuit. sort of, they were like the toppling point, I think as well. They kind of, cause they had the massive success of um, chocolate starfish. Yeah. 
and that was um, like you know that was massive for everyone i mean it went to number one that here so much. i was i was every time i listened to that album I was i was i felt cool but i also felt angry yeah <laughs> yeah it was one of those albums <laughs> yeah um but yeah no i mean that point i mean i've 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 gone on to sort of like really admire lincoln park i mean i saw them live back then as well they were supporting mm-hmm. bands um at that point and and they, like i said they grow i mean like i i i've i grew up on pop music and stuff as well as sort of like rock and metal and i know when a good pop like hook comes in and it sort of gets in your ear like an earwig and like just stays there <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly. and they really had that um so um yeah, I mean, last question for you, man. Um, what are your hobbies away from music? So when you're not doing anything ghostwriting or doing anything with um, with your band Siamese, what sort of other stuff do you get mm-hmm. up to? So I'm very much into football. So I'm Ooh. a Gunners fan. Okay. Big Arsenal fan. Unlucky, yeah, and, okay. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, so don't tell anyone. Not right now, at least. Yeah. It's not going too well. <laughs> Um, so I like football a lot and I, I run my business. So I have this, I'm, I'm also, as you said, ghostwriting, but I, I also manage a couple of bands. Okay. Yeah. I manage, uh, Mull from you, from the, uh, you might know them in the UK and a cabal Danish bands, uh, mostly that I help, uh, get out into the world. Cool. Um, and then, uh, a, a bit of really non-musical thing. I, I like trading stocks. Okay. Yeah, I, I don't have a background. I'm not, I've never, I've studied in the, you know, I have a business degree, but I've never thought myself, you know, trading stocks and yeah. just being in the market and stuff like that. But that's a big, that's a new, that's actually something that I, that's a hobby that I got uh, during lockdown. I was sim- I was so bored. I was so bored. I didn't know what to do. And this was the perfect fix. And it was, it was, it was just great, you know, learning a lot about trends, learning a lot about companies, learning about just about the world and how it, you know, yeah. how everything is correlated to each other. It's it's been a it's been a great learning experience for me. I'm now in my thirties, so so these things seem seem important to me now. That's yeah. how old I am. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I hold stocks in the company that I work for. Um, it's just mm. one of the perks of working for them. And and um, yeah, I I kind of I looked, but I never dabbled. <laughs> I was like, uh, no. Mm. Um, and 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 the th- I, I don't know how did you like um how did you, about the recent thing with uh was it GameStop when those guys mm. on on Reddit kind of manipulated stuff and 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 got those stocks to be um into like the Fortune 500. How did you sort of like see that? Yeah, man. I mean, it was. It's always capitalism is really really hard to beat because i think what started off as a a middle finger to the to the to the big man ended up just every overtaking overtaken by greed it was yeah. just it was a good idea it was fun to stick it to the institutions because it is not fair what they can do like basically they can go out on the media and say so we're dumping this stock and that will have an effect immediately on the stock normally but that's what they what they changed this time around, and that was great. But then so many people come on board, and it was just greedy at the end. And yeah, and it just, you know, it it ended costing some people a lot of money because they thought this train would go on for for a while, and it didn't. It was just it was just for a week. Yeah, and, and it was it was a good idea, man. And I love I love these things, but it's it also was a really bad idea yeah <laughs> it was all right if you were in on the inside to get there first then you would be fine but if you're yeah, jumping yeah, on but, afterwards yeah. 
private investors as myself and small small time investors as myself never are first in. We're just yeah, just following the flow. Play, yeah. play it safe. Yeah, that's the best way of doing it. Mm-hmm. I think in in that respect, unless you're like you want that thrill of the gamble kind of thing or anything like that. So, mm-hmm. um, but yeah. no, that's cool, man. Um, well, yeah, that's it. Um, thank you for your time. I I really appreciate it. Um, have a good evening, man. Good morning. Bye. Cheers. Bye bye.